trick or treat, bitch. <laughs> Happy Halloween, witches. Or well, day after Halloween, I guess. So All Saints yeah, Day. True. Ooh. Happy All Saints Day. That's bitches. That doesn't sound as fun, does it? It doesn't sound as fun. Do you want to uh, dress up as saints and go souling tonight? No. No. I want to dress in my lucha libre costume. <laughs> yeah you do so brendan um so we bought pink tights for brendan yeah and like he's wearing compression shorts underneath it and we wore this to like like a three-year-old's birthday party and he was like (laughs) straight up showing oh god (laughs) the parents of this child were just like oh oh (laughs) i didn't know it was this kind of party (laughs) It was a good time, though. So what happens when you move in together? You just start showing up at kids' birthday parties. With your junk out. With your junk out. (laughs) Pink tights. I mean, if it makes it better, like, I wasn't wearing pants. Yeah. I was wearing, like, black tights with, like, a swimsuit bottom. Okay. (laughs) With, like, a shirt that had nothing to do with the costume because we forgot to bring actual (laughs) shirts. That sounds very, like... I and don't a know, cape. 80s aerobic style. We had capes. Yes, you did. And gloves. And oh, yeah. Brendan had pink tights, a sparkly cape, and a mask. I've not done a single Halloween costume this year, and it's making me kind of depressed. I thought you were going to be Dark COVID. Kermit. Well, I did Dark Kermit last year, but I guess I can do Dark Kermit tonight. Do you still have green paint? Yeah. I liked Dark Kermit. I think that's like your your profile background for me on my phone. <laughs> I you hope was, it is. He was Dark Kermit. Well, there's a there's a picture of me somewhere that exists that's just like, sorry, I'm a dumbass. I'm just late or something. And half of my face is painted green because I wasn't about to do the whole thing. But well, he's yeah. not like all depicted. Wasn't I the person that gave you the idea to do Dark Kermit? Maybe. It probably <laughs> i mean it's a relatively easy costume it's you just gotta put like costume. the hood of a black hoodie over your eyes mm-hmm. and then which i have and then have a green face and i have green paint now i remember going to target that day and just like re- like perusing the aisles for anything like any sort of because it was like a last minute halloween and so all the paint had been like fully picked through yeah, it's hard to like. Green shit. Last minute Halloween costumes are never like great, but yeah. I thought that that one was pretty good. Yeah, so, thanks. I can't remember what I was. Oh yes, I do. Uh, I was Dorothy, and Brendan was the scarecrow. Yes, I remember that party. <laughs> I remember that. I party tried to too. fight somebody. <laughs> I think I not actually not like a full fist fight. I tried to wrestle them because I got rowdy. But... I think I had to fight Brendan. <laughs> oh i had to fight him for um the <laughs> he was so drunk and i was like brendan you can't like <laughs> no we're not repeating or well I'm, we're not repeating my birthday of a couple of years ago and I was just, yeah. And so I think I hid in the bathroom because mm-hmm. I thought I was going to throw up, but yep. I never did. So I, I like that. just went back out and continued on my way. Hmm. It was a good time. That was a nice party. Yeah. Was that Shelby's party? Yes. Lit. Lit. I wish that we could actually have 
parties or like go do like Halloweeny things. I but know. it's not it's just not the same. These unprecedented times. Yeah. Um but instead um we're gonna make some salt cakes. Some I'm excited. Salt cakes or soul cakes. <laughs> what is in a soul cake? So interesting that you ask. A soul cake is usually made with it's like a little round pastry. It's like super British and it looks I have not seen I have not tried one yet, but I'm gonna try one tonight after I make them. Um but they look uh, quite dry, almost like a biscuit. Um, and they have like nutmeg, ginger, and cinnamon. And then they're topped with a raisin cross. Or they have raisins in there and then they're like slit like a cross because oh, they're... So it's kind of like a hot cross bun, but... Mm-hmm. They're meant to uh, ward off evil spirits. That's hot. Yeah. Yeah, bring me some of your soul cakes later. Fuck yeah, I How will. many are you going to make? I don't know, about ten. <laughs> <laughs> Just enough. I haven't thought that far. Just enough for ten weary ass souls. Yes, definitely. Solid. Um, well, so, today we're talking about Halloween. Also, welcome <laughs> to uh, our MMDI. This podcast. Rimdi. Rimdi. So <laughs> yeah, so today we're like like I mentioned, we're talking about the origins of Halloween mm-hmm. or sewing. So uh, or uh, Sam Hain, as I said in the last episode, <laughs> but here we are. I thought you were. I fully thought you were talking about like a person named Sam. Hain. First name Sam, last name Hain. Um, no, and it sounds like it sounds like a serial killer name. Yeah. Well, <laughs> to be fair, I've heard Sewin pronounced Sam Hain a lot. Like, yeah. I think they even pronounced it Sam Hain in like the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina TV show. Makes sense. I think they did, actually. I doubt that they would do their research. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> cheesy, but it's, yeah. like, enjoyable. Okay. So, let's start. Let's go. So, uh, so the origins of Halloween come from the ancient Celtic festival of uh, Samhain, mm-hmm. or Samhain. I'm just going <laughs> to spell this so everybody knows what we're talking about. Yes. It's S-A-M-H-A-I-N, and it's not pronounced Samhain, it's pronounced Sowen. Beautiful. Look it up. <laughs> and this dates back to Ireland around 2,000 years ago, I think in like the Stone Age? Yeah. And basically, it was to sell, well, it was like, because the Irish Celtics did like a like a split calendar. Mm -hmm. This day of Samhain on the 31st of October, as we now know it, um, came, was the last day of the year. Mm -hmm. And the new year started on November 1st. And this was like based on their calendar and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And this day marked the end of summer and harvest and the beginning of the cold, dark winter. The cold, dark winter and all of the death that comes with it. Yeah. (laughs) Because it's 2000 years ago and we just die because of normal things. Because the the sun's hiding. We just die. Yes. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Whoop, whoop. Whoop. Peachy, peachy stuff. Yeah. And so the Celts basically believed that the day before um, the new year, which would be on November 1st, based on their calendar, that the boundary between worlds of the living and the dead became blurred and that the ghosts of the dead returned to earth. (laughs) So do you want to expound on that a little bit? Yeah. um, So basically, I mean, everything that you said, it's kind of what I have here. Um, 
I did have some bits about how the, uh, Pope Gregory the Fourth, I believe, was the first person to like institutionalize it, um, because like over time the Catholic Church had its influence and started to spread into these areas where the Celtic um, pagans were practicing so in. And, um, there's like a little bit of like, I guess, debate as to why. So, so basically I think in the summer there was, um, like celebration for the venerance of saints, but Pope Gregory the fourth moved that day to November the first because of the, or there's, there's debate whether it's because of the pagan tradition, because it was taking hold, I guess, or, um, because of the Roman fever that was going around then, because like a lot of people would make their pilgrimages to the Vatican and to Rome during the summer. And that's when the Roman fever hit its like peak. So some people think that he moved All Saints Day to then. Right. Well, from the research that I did, a lot of the whole idea of moving All Saints Day in particular was to promote and create a holiday. Like when the Christians were trying to convert the pagans over to their religion to kind of like give them some type of leeway. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, Similar with like a lot of holidays that the pagans Uh followed, like similar with Christmas and and Easter because Christmas comes from Yule. It's not Christmas. It comes from Yule. It's a pagan (laughs) holiday. Look it up. I know a lot of you are about to pee your pants, but that's the truth. Look it up. (laughs) It's part of the reason why my family doesn't put any religious value on any type of a holidays yeah yeah they just don't which a lot of people find surprising considering how christian they are but they don't i mean because they they know shit that's pretty sick yeah yeah good for them um so we weren't no baby jesus at christmas we were all like santa we're full baby jesus at christmas um we'd like sing happy birthday to jesus Yeah. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> anyways. <laughs> um, Happy birthday, dear Jesus. Jesus, blow out the candles, dust of wind. <laughs> oh my God. I'm anyways. <laughs> um, yeah, so. Halloween, the the term for Halloween comes from Hallow's Eve, which comes from Hallowmas, which is also another word for All Saints Day. And I think Hallowmas is... Middle English. It's Middle English, yeah. And so it's just over time, it's become smushed into one word and commercialized. (laughs) And kind of like I mentioned, so if we backtrack a little bit. Yeah, let's backtrack. Beep. <laughs> um so a little bit more about the Celts uh so So as I said it's a day that marked Sam the Hain. end. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's a day that marked the end of summer and harvest kind of like what we've got going on now cuz yes. it's always like very fall themed and sweater weather. I think it's funny that now like we have so much association with fall and winter as like this like cheery, bright, magical time. But like <laughs> all of the ancient traditions were like death and despair. We need to prepare and we need to dress up in costumes and 
guys ourselves from I still feel like that we do that for fall huh I feel like we still do that for fall oh yeah we definitely still do like with death for fall I mean it's all spooky like yeah the spooky stuff but it's more of like a like I don't know I'm gonna wear like a skeleton costume (laughs) spooky rather than like a like real horror I'm gonna gonna light a fire in my backyard and I'm gonna sacrifice the infidels Uh, exactly (laughs) (laughs) much less of that happening these days yeah I mean it but I think that that's kind of due to the commercialization yeah versus like the actual like I feel like that's some of the candy company versus like oh yeah actual what halloween is because yeah. i mean like like old halloween costumes like if you they're like, scary they're fucking scary they're as fucking fuck. terrifying man like this kid with like <laughs> half a turnip on his face that looks like it's about to fall off I'm like, yes god um but anyway so it's very similar to like what we well well not similar but it, you know, we see some connection. Yeah, there's we we get our roots from these things, um, and I guess that's part. Of, that's why we do this podcast in the first place is to just figure out understand how we, our roots, understand our roots, and like figure out how we got here. You know, like with religion and everything. And um, I think Halloween's a fun one to do because, I mean, we celebrated it sporadically i guess in my house because sometimes yeah so like sometimes it was okay if they just forgot that it was i don't know man i don't know wait until they hear about christmas i know um but sometimes we celebrated it and sometimes we didn't and whenever we didn't the justification was because um it was a day that glorified the devil and I just feel like there's some misinformation there because it's, yeah, it's not. A, in, in fact, it's the exact opposite. It's the exact opposite. It's, it's like trying, trying to protect to yourself from the, the devil, from whatever evil spirits lurk. Or at the time, I mean, they thought it was souls in purgatory or right. souls that were um, well, actually, that coming back actually, for vengeance. Right. <laughs> well, so a little bit more about that. So, because they believed that the day before their New Year's on November 1st, um, that the boundary between worlds of the living and the dead became blurred, that these ghosts of the dead returned to Earth. Mm-hmm. And sometimes this would be that the souls would wreak havoc on their crops. Um, oh. So, they were, like, really, Just like... fucking up some corn? <laughs> yeah! But, like, that's, that's a big deal. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. my livelihood, my cabbages! <laughs> So casual avatar quote. So un- unless the spirits of, of these ghosts were appeased, um, they would wreak havoc havoc on their crops and like ruin their leftovers. Mm-hmm. And so people went to door to door and they would recite verses to receive food. And this oh. would help to like appease the spirits. And I think some of that food was also like some of the soul cakes. Okay. Yes. That they would receive. Yeah. I thought that the, um, or I had, I had read more so of the, um, I think especially during the Irish potato famine, mm-hmm. like kids, like poor children and orphans would like go door to door and yeah. they would go quote souling and they would, um, pray over like in exchange for 
treats or soul cakes or right um, and that that's a little bit later because this oh. is still during the sewing period yes with the counts so they would dress okay. they would they would dress up in their animal costumes or carcasses so they would oh. take the, so Gross. basically <laughs> they would make that this big ass bonfire in their backyard or whatever mm-hmm. and they would uh sacrifice um items like crops or animals to the celtic deities oh. to appease the souls and hope that you know the souls wouldn't wreak havoc on their crops or on themselves and they wore these they wore animal carcasses as costumes and told fortunes and danced and did all, you know, that kumbaya shit. Mm-hmm. And they would also um, go door to door and recite verses to receive food from um, their neighbors. Mm-hmm. And the other thing about this is that they believed that the otherworldly spirits that crossed over made it easier for the Druids or Celtic priests of their religion to predict the future. Yes. And so this uh, future telling would give them comfort during the winter, you know, that they're going to make it out okay or that your firstborn's going <laughs> to die or whatever. So yeah. that delightful kind of shit. Yeah. And then we have in uh, 1 AD Christian miss- missionaries coming to change the religious rituals for the Celts. And so they evolved this uh this sewing day to instead of um, believing that souls are coming back, that they're praying for dead souls in purgatory to allow them to enter heaven. Mm-hmm. And similarly, they would still, instead of reciting just plain old um, pagan verses, they would go door to door and cite Bible verses and pray for mm-hmm. the purgatoried souls so that they could enter heaven. And then in 43 AD, we have Romans who had conquered most of the Celtic territory, including Ireland and the UK area and a lot of the uh, Northern Europe. Um, And so two festivals were then combined with Sowen. And the first was Feralia, which was celebrated in late October to commemorate the passing of the dead. And so they would create little altars and just pray over their lost ones. And then Pomona Day, um, which... Apples. Yeah, so <laughs> Pomona is the goddess of fruit and trees in Roman mythology. And she's always depicted uh, by apples. Mm-hmm. And so this is where we believe that we get bobbing for apples for. We're basically bobbing for Pomona. Nice. Which seems very sexual, but... It does. But, you know. Yeah. So, Yeah. And then a little bit later in 609, in 609 AD, and Raquel kind of mentioned this before, Pope Boniface IV dedicated the Pantheon in Rome, which was a pagan structure. Um, And he decided to, and this was again trying to like push for, you know, more Christian ideals, um, kind of the same with uh, turning Soen into a a Christian-based holiday with praying for um, purgatoried people versus just um, evil souls. Mm -hmm. Um, So similarly, he dedicated the Pantheon in honor of just all Christian martyrs. And I think this was celebrated as All Martyrs Day, I think around May 16th or so. Mm -hmm. 
But then, as Raquel mentioned, we had Pope Gregory III. He decided to expand this to all saints and not just all saints and martyrs, and not just all martyrs, Mm -hmm. and moved the day to November first to encourage um, people who were practicing pagan holidays. encourage them by finding some type of holiday that kind of um, meshed with their pagan tradition Mm -hmm. to get them more interested in the Christian way of life. Um, So this was kind of like a, I guess like a less, um, less execution and more doing. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So that was moved to November 1st. Or as the the Celtics believed would have been the new year. Mm Mm-hmm. So the change to church sanction days also included November 2nd as All Souls Day, and this was mm-hmm. to honor the dead. So did they basically just combine the the saints and the martyrs then into one day? Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, basically because Pope Gregory, I think. So as I mentioned, the All Martyrs Day was celebrated in May. Okay. And I think the the... The reason behind Pope Gregory moving it to the 31st of October was to encourage the pagans Mm -hmm. because this, you know, this holiday of celebrating the saints and the dead the day before, it meshes more with the pagan religion to get them to convert. Cool. It would just have, it would just be a little bit of a bridge. Yeah. Um, and so... Um, so on November 2nd, they created All Souls Day to honor the dead, and it was similar to Soen, and they celebrated with bonfires, parades, and dressing up. And then All Saints Day, it was also called All Hallows, or All Hallowmas, and in Middle English, All, all Hallowmessa, and that all... What a tra- what? <laughs> all Hallowmessa, or A-L-H-O-L-O-M-E-S-S-E. Nice. Um, as All Saints Day, and Sewin began to be called All Hallows' Eve, eventually Halloween. And so, another little tidbit of information. So, in America, Halloween was limited because of Protestant belief, and this was like an early colonization mm-hmm. period, because um, we have all those um, people, that witchcraft yeah. and shit. Well, I think it depended on where you were at in America, because it was more surpri- like <laughs> it was more prominent um, in the Southern colonies, like in Maryland and, um, anywhere South of there essentially, because like, I guess the, it was less strict, but the New England inhabitants, I guess, were more like of the Puritan, like very, very strict sort of beliefs. And so I guess since it's attached to pagan holidays, they wouldn't have been super jazzed about that. (laughs) Right. Just, you know, too dangerous. You might catch mm-hmm. on fire. Might catch and then on we'd fire. have to burn you. Yep. All them witches got to throw them in the river. Right. <laughs> so, like I said, it was limited because of the Protestant belief. But later, the meshing of culture with the natives who celebrated the harvest, mm-hmm. they began celebrating the harvest all together, and they would put on play parties. Mm-hmm. And the neighbors would share stories of the dead, tell fortunes, dance and sing, and then a little bit later on, they would also start incorporating ghost stories and mischief. Mischief. And so they would also continue to wear costumes to keep them safe from vengeful spirits, um, from this uh, 
in from this, um, I guess, diminished boundary between life and death. And they would also hollow out turnips to keep away spirits. And this was <laughs> the turnips are so creepy. Yeah, they are. <laughs> they are creepy. Um, but they tended to do that more in Europe versus in America, and that's where we get carving pumpkins because the pumpkin is a domestic fruit. Uh, fruit. Oh. Or gourd. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I don't. Thinking about a pumpkin as a fruit makes me feel very unsettled. I think it is a fruit, though, because I think all fruits have seeds. Do vegetables not have seeds? How do they regrow? Well, they're fruits, then. Are they? Somebody told me that in middle school, but I think that it's true. Mm, I don't think that's true. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, well, everything has seeds. Trees have seeds. Are those also fruits? Maybe. Because they have seeds? <laughs> How would you go munch on that well, bark outside? Well, what's something outside? that we absolutely consider a vegetable? A carrot. I don't think carrots have seeds. Where do you think that they come from? <laughs> well, like, I don't think that they have seeds in the carrot. I don't know, okay? But how many times have you bitten into a carrot and like, oh, this carrot's got lots of seeds? Well, they're very small, I'm sure. Google it. I have to know now. Carrots are root vegetables. But are... it's, it's a root. Fuck! No, it says carrot seeds are not true seeds in a botanical sense. But are dry fruits called schizocarps? Yeah, but but Brian's right. They have they have root. They're root vegetables. So do they grow from other roots? Yeah. Yeah. So the, the like stem on top of the carrot has the seeds. Okay, but they have seeds in the plant. But the part that you eat d doesn't have seeds, so it's a vegetable. But bananas have seeds when you eat the fruit. Yeah. Apples have seeds when you eat I'm the fruit. I'm feeling very attacked right now. <laughs> yeah, we... Yeah. Mostly just by Google it, people. Give us your consensus in an email or on our Is social media. Is a carrot a fruit? Is, it a is a carrot a fruit? Is a pumpkin a fruit? I think it is. I just... I'm going to keep calling it a gourd. Okay. For my own sense of peace. <laughs> That's fair. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they used to hollow out turnips in Europe, but because turnips aren't as common in uh, in North America, they decided to switch to the domestic gourd. Yeah, I ain't never um, had a turnip. Oh, I love turnips. Yeah? I love turnips. I've had some beets. I feel like they're turnip adjacent. <laughs> but I've not had a turnip. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I love turnips, like hot buttered turnips. Oh, yeah. Ew. <laughs> Anyways. So um, that's what they used to do. Cool. And in the second half of the 19th century, the flood of Irish immigrants due to the potato famine helped to popularize Halloween nationwide versus it just being uh, constricted to certain colonized areas. Mm-hmm. So that's all I got. Yeah. Um... Well, I guess at that point, we've probably hit the 1800s or so. Yeah, uh, well, a little. The potato famine was around 1860. I 1860. Um, so let's go beyond that. That makes sense. So let's go beyond that and into the turn of the century. Um, 
Basically, the late 1800s pushed Americans to celebrate Halloween as a community-based holiday with games and foods of the season and festive costumes, which it sounds like it was already community-based before, so I don't know why this article was trying to suggest that. Yeah, I think they were trying to get across the point that it became less about the religious aspect and also mm. they tried to get them to remove the whole the gro- superstition the superstition the mm-hmm. grotesque the death. to christianize it yeah essentially even though it was already t- kind of christian before anyways but yeah so all of these good christian people are kind of trying to take the superstition out of it and um it becomes more secular i guess um and so they take out some of the spookier celebrations and um i thought it was also interesting one of the uh traditions that not a lot of people know about and i certainly didn't before doing the research for this but um young women would like try to divine their um future husbands i suppose yeah based on their trick-or-treating basic well not just trick-or-treating but they would have like uh they would use like app or they would pair apples i think yeah and they would also do like stuff with string in string and mirrors and they try to like catch the reflection of their like future man or something yeah <laughs> and i um, want to do that shit Let's do it. <laughs> Sounds like a great time. Yes, for sure. Yeah, so they, they just like started taking some of those, some of the connotation out of it. But in the 20s and 30s, apparently like vandalism began to start being an issue. And so, you know, you had people going around trick-or-treating. And um, my guess is like it does have its, you know, roots in poverty. And so... You know, people who are in need are going to act in a way that is, I don't know. Naughty. Naughty. I I don't like saying that. But (laughs) um, distasteful, I suppose, to people who don't want. Yeah, but there is, like, also, like, in the 1930s, like, Halloween began to be viewed more as, like, a dangerous holiday. Yeah. Due to the vandalism and mischief that was associated with the holiday. And that's, like, where we actually get trick-or-treating because um because neighbors would start they would give you a treat to appease you yeah instead of like they'd like come knock on your door and they say give us this and they say well i don't have anything and they're like because i think up until that point it was called souling yeah okay um and so that was a thing and then by the 50s the vandalism was like kind of squashed by then um but then you had like all the uh, people coming back from war and you know, people are popping out babies. And so um, there's like more of a push in the fifties to center it on children. And so specifically children became, you know, especially like small children became the focus for the trick or treating and the, you know, community parties and everything. And yeah, I think that's about as far as I got with it. Um, I'd also expect that during the 50s, this is when the commercialization of it became super popular because they're trying to push candy on small children. Right. <laughs> and um, 
just in general, commercialization with everything became more of a thing in the 40s and 50s. Because they realized um, that they could make some money. Exactly. Like we've seen with Christmas, like we've seen with all the other things. And so now we have little kids dressing up as Batman and... Cuteness. Cuteness. But I feel like it... A little know. bit less vandalism. Yeah, thank God. A little bit less... Well, um, I don't know. I know soul-ing. a lot of people that... Uh, TP people's houses at Halloween. Oh, I love TPing people's houses. Oh, when I was my a mom. Kid. My mom always said, "Don't ever do that to somebody's house because if it ever rains, it's gonna be stuck in their tree forever, and it's really mean." Yeah. And I said, "Okay." I did TP my boyfriend's house in high school. <laughs> he was an ass, though. So eh, it was a different one, I think, than you're no. thinking of. He was my first boyfriend. Oh, um, the one that was like dealing drugs (laughs) no as like a seventh grader that was my first kiss we never made things official Um, my first boyfriend though officially um i broke up with well we like had a mutual breakup because he wouldn't kiss me because we had a conversation with his mom about how um it was super weird (laughs) like she was like you just shouldn't be super physical with each other or whatever. And I was like, okay, neat. And then like, I tried to kiss him on the cheek and he was like, Hey, you heard her. (laughs) And so I was like, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to not do that, I guess. So goodbye. Delightful. Delightful. Anyways. Well, um, that's about all I have. On the yeah, subject. that's basically basically like the progression of Halloween till modern day. Yeah. I mean, of course, there's like some you know some more specific stuff, but I feel like that covers like a lot of the good good. Yeah, you know, basically, as as we've seen with so many other things that are like prevalent in our culture, it starts out from a thing and then it becomes another thing and then it becomes another thing, and so it's just yeah, like this combination of you know. Uh, pagan influences with christian influences to create a thing that we celebrate now yeah it's like how many times do we have to baptize something before it's okay yeah exactly quite literally quite literally um so yeah but now we got you know the fun of eating candy dressing up Mm -hmm. in costumes watching spooky movies it's a good time which i don't really do but every year i do watch john carpenter's halloween yeah every year i just think it's a fantastic movie i've not seen it Really? Yeah. That hurts. I know. It's like my favorite. I'm really behind on like movie and TV show stuff, mostly because I fall asleep in things. Yeah, same. Yeah. But just being perpetually tired does that. (laughs) Yeah, retweet. Yeah, so we're going to have a socially distanced Halloween. We're going to eat apple cider. Oh, yeah. And Raquel is going to make us some soul cakes for later. Some soul cakes. Because she felt inspired. So inspired. Which they're kind of like, they kind of sound like hot cross buns. Yeah, they do. They do. sound i think i think i don't know <laughs> i'm agreeing even though i have no idea what hot cross buns are i'm just gonna be real with you i don't <laughs> what are they oh uh, they're like they make them for easter but they're like cute little buns that have like frosted heart uh, crosses on them and i think they also oh. have raisins in them but they're kind of like a bread yeah like kind of like a bready sweet pastry kind of thing okay which sounds similar to your soul cakes based yeah. on what you said it looks like different ones have different you know things about them but i don't know they look super british 
I mean, that's fine. I love a good British cake. I love a good... I mean, I've not partaken in a lot, so that's why I'm interested to make these and... Boil up some trouble. Boil up some trouble. Yeah. Yeah, but we might go to a bar later. Chill yeah. out, drink mm-hmm. some drinks, dress up in our lame-ass costumes. What are you being? I'm going to be Dark Kermit again. Or a vampire, because I still have some leftover fake blood, but like like a modern-day vampire. Oh, you know? like, are you going to be Bella? Yeah, I'm going to be Bella. No, I'm going to be Rosalie, the blonde one. Okay, yeah, she's nice. I like Rosalie. She's very misunderstood. She is very misunderstood. She's, she's the only one in that fucking movie who has some goddamn sense. Yeah, She's retweet. like, we're bringing this human in to our family and our family does not need this drama and bella's like oh no but i love edward and edward's like oh my god but i love bella and then all of this shit happens i have a lot of opinions on twilight yeah (laughs) this is a twilight podcast now it is a twilight podcast now you know honestly can we do twilight next week (laughs) (laughs) you know maybe we should make like another podcast and it can just be about Twilight. Oh, yeah. No, it's yeah. not. No, we're yeah. not going to do that. <laughs> Brian, what are you going to be for Halloween? The dude. Oh, yeah. What's the dude? It's from The Big Lebowski. Oh, I've not seen this. Great movie. <laughs> okay. He's going to be Jeff Bridges' character. Fuck yeah. Poor I can see Rip it. Jeff. Or, well, not Rip, but he's got like leuke- leukemia. Oh. Yeah. Lymphoma. Lymphoma, excuse me. She had. Yeah. Well, email us, Instagram us, Twitter mm-hmm. us. Tell us what you're going to be for Halloween. Tell Please. us how you're celebrating. Tell us what you think about this little podcast that we're thank doing. Thank you for tuning in. Yeah, thank you for tuning in. Thank yeah. you for Brian to producing this and listening thank to all Brian. of our shit continuously. And for the theme music. Yeah, the theme music is pretty dope. Yeah. Yeah. It almost sounds a little spooky. Yeah. Yeah. Can it's we got like, that minor progression? Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Over here. Um, yeah, <laughs> so minor if you're trick-or-treating, <laughs> do it safely, but get that candy. Yes. Have no regrets. Eat mm-hmm. it all. Yes. Do it. Enjoy. Mm-hmm. Happy Halloween, bitches. Happy Halloween. Mm-hmm.